Vancouver Island University's Malaspina Theatre's podcast, recorded in our beautiful lobby on the Nanaimo campus. Every episode, we hope to feature a different format, offering the widest possible cultural conversation to discover what's important to our ever-changing program of emerging artists, creating discussion that's important to our community. We would like to acknowledge and thank the Snanemo, Kuwutsin, Kohaman, Snonoes, and Qualcomm First Nation, on whose traditional lands we teach, learn, research, live, and share knowledge. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our good old podcast interview start thing. I don't know. We're, we're doing this very on the fly, and we, we kind of just want to talk to Emily here because her fantastic project that we're all involved in and we're very, very happy to be a part of. Um, so I guess we'll jump right into it. Emily, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Trey? I am very, very good. I'm I'm super happy to be um, the editor of this uh, production that we've been doing, and I'm just I don't I, I don't know I, when you presented uh, this whole project to us, I was just so completely blown away because I was super excited because as a member of the small group of people that you have introduced this book to us or this um, the, at least the first couple of chapters to, we were just blown away at how much fun it would be to do it and. Yes, now we are here, and now we're. Uh, I'm asking you a couple of questions because I'm really intrigued of into how we got here <laughs> to this point. Um, Long time. Long yeah, time. for sure. Oh man. Um, so, when did you first realize you wanted to be a writer? Um, I don't have a clear memory of the exact moment. I guess in a weird way, I've kind of always been a writer. Uh, I started out really, really young, just making up stories on the fly to entertain my little sister, and it kind of just always stuck. Eventually, I moved from just telling her stories to writing my own, and little short, horrible stories I wrote at, like, 10 years old that will never, ever see the light of day. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, yeah, I... I can tell you as a an additional writer or as a, as a peer of yours, we don't ever talk about the first draft. And no. usually a lot of stuff is just stuck in first draft. A lot of it just kind of goes down the waste pipe. But they're, they're good memories and, and good things to go back to to realize, oh, that was disgusting. I'm so proud of where I am now. <laughs> exactly. It shows your progress and your growth mm -hmm. as an author. Yeah. Um, specifically, what kind of writing do you do? Uh, I do a lot of different types of writing. I started a poetry blog when I was 14, and I've been writing poetry on there ever since. So it's going on about seven years now, where I have 80,000 followers, give or take. And wow. I write romance novels and um, fantasy novels. Which is uh, what we're doing now, and I'm super happy and super excited. Um, you actually, um, you had a few of your poems get into a, a small compendium of, uh, poetry. Um, yeah. can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, yeah. When I was 16, a publishing company 
contacted me and told me that they wanted to feature some of my poems in this poetry anthology that they were coming out that um, showcased a bunch, like everyone that was in it was an unpublished writer. Uh, so it was a good way to help us all get our foot in the door and get our first work published. Um, is on some of greatest achievement. They're not good poems, but... <laughs> <laughs> they, <laughs> they are abysmal, and I would not share them with my closest friends. Oh, um, God, no. But it happened. <laughs> yeah, that's that was a really big achievement for you. I'm super proud of you for doing that. That was awesome. What, what inspires you to create these pieces? Like, uh, what's your... What's your motivation? Just what's your inspiration towards them, and and how do you get there? Um, my for me, I always start with like a very very basic plot idea. Like I think for this book series in particular, it was like I forget what I saw or what I watched or what I overheard, but the idea of what if what if all the seven deadly sins were truly illegal? And kind of built these characters to live in this world, and from there created an entire seven-book-long series. Oh my god. That's... It blows my mind, like, just as a, a very um, novice... Not novice, but just like a intro writer. Like, it blows my mind that sometimes these ideas that we can have um, s spiral in a good way to just build on top of each other and build and build and build and build. And it, I guess it would just naturally make sense that you would have, you know, seven books for the seven deadly sins, which is super cool. I'm really, I'm, I'm when these get published and they will get published, I promise you that. Um, I, I just want to read them to death. Cause of, I'm a huge fan of, um, you know, the Percy Jackson series, like hunger games, all these other, you know, the Insurgent series, like, hopefully, and I'm praying that this happens, this sits alongside each one of them. I hope so. That, that would be like, fantastic. Lifelong dream, right? Perfect. There. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Every time I walk in the bookstore, I always end up looking for where my books would sit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it would go right there, and it would go right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think makes a good story? For sure. Oh goodness! I think, I think the characters make a good story. I think when you have a, you can have the simplest plot, but have completely fleshed out complex characters, and you will have an amazing book right there. Mm -hmm. I think characters drive the story because it is their story to tell. Yeah, I think that kind of ties into. Um, uh, oddly enough, since we're all in theater, I, I can't help but tie this to um, acting. For yeah. sure, and a lot of it's um, you know script. Well, script writing is a major portion of um, the theater cycle and and okay. film cycle and stuff like that. So it's like when you flesh out these characters to such a certain extent, um, they just kind of live and breathe on their own accord, oh, and yeah. it just it takes a lot of time and a lot of um, ingenuity and all these other isms to completely make a character live their own life so to speak and if you have a character in my personal opinion if you have a character that um goes through all these cycles and lives and breathes as is it kind of, the story just kind of writes itself 
if you think about like character motivation, it's like why would this do? Why would they do this? How would it go back to their past? If you go through that cycle, then it just kind of it breathes on its own. Oh, the setting yeah. is kind of a side point, and it's like the more you can build it up, the better. But it's ultimately the characters that drive the story. Yes. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I, so often I'll find myself when I'm writing my char- like it goes in a completely different direction than I originally planned. It's because my characters do what they want to do. It's yeah, and it's the crazy thing about writing because like if you if you do all this crazy world building and it's like how would these characters interact with this this world that they've been living in and everything that goes in between there. It's just like a nice little mesh of of character thought. It's super cool. Um, yeah, congratulations. You you made your first novel. Um, how <laughs> how long did it take for sure? I'm oh, I'm um, oh my goodness. I think I first this this whole idea started probably senior year for me, so twenty seventeen. Uh, wow. I didn't start writing it right away. It kind of just lived in the back of my head, festering. Uh, but I finished the first draft of this book in about three months in twenty eighteen, and have been painfully going along the second draft ever since university tends to get in the way. That's very true. Life does get in the way, but I've, I'm just so congratu- congratulatory towards you because it takes, you know, nowadays it's just, it's hard to find time to take that oh. time and just like sit down and, you know, completely go through each of these things. But yeah, wow. I'm, <laughs> it blows me away. Yeah, when it comes to time when I want to make my first novel or first book or autobiography or whatever, it's like, uh, I should probably find some time to do that. So it's really impressive that you've been able to do that throughout um, university as well. Like, wow. Holy yeah, crap. it's definitely been a struggle, but, you know, my motto is as long as you keep working, the best you can do. Just keep chipping away at it. Um, what was your favorite part of creating the whole thing? Um, honestly, I am a sucker for a good outline. So I've written the first book, but like I've said, I have seven books. And I have every single chapter of every of the seven books planned out by what needs to happen in every chapter. And that was really fun to do. Yeah, like episodes in a, like episodes in a, in a show. Um, I'm like, so it's like, (laughs) you got to draw the lines of these major ideas and just like how they will have to link to each other in the chapter and how it'll go along, along with the character, uh, character plot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all right, this chapter, this person needs to kiss so-and-so big sword fight, uh, change locations. Mm -hmm. And then you start with that and see where it takes you. And how to do it fluently. Yeah. Yeah. What was the most difficult part? Dialogue. Writing dialogue is mm. a struggle for me. I don't know why. I talk a lot. So <laughs> I don't know how to do that. But I, writing clear, flowing dialogue that sounds the way people genuinely talk is a very difficult thing to do. And it was something I struggled with immensely. Absolutely. I I have to agree. It's... There's always the trials and tribulations of trying to make your characters not sound like robots. Yep. Oh man, it's it's so that's why 
personally, I like to do poetry because it's just inner thoughts. It doesn't exactly have to make sense. Free verse is is really nice for that, but like, oh, character dialogue where it doesn't sound stuffy or it's like not forced. It's and how it comes naturally is just. It's and it's strange too with books because um, in real life we tend to talk over each other. I'm sure I've accidentally talked over you in this interview. Um, so it's hard to portray that in a set in stone format. Like it's it's like the way you read a book is very linear. Yeah. You get from one place to another, and it's only as fast as you read it. Mm-hmm. And film and theater have the um uh i guess advantage to take those pieces and and manipulate time and if it's a cutoff then you don't have to read the and then he was cut off by this and that and it yeah and um cormac mccarthy's um is brilliant at it because um i'm not splitting the light apart it's it's just a memory that I have and Cormac McCarthy is super good at it where um, he or she, I'm not quite sure um, kind of separates dialogue by uh, doesn't add a name to any of the characters before they talk. Everything is in quotations and you can never tell who's talking. It's really, it's really strange, but I think Cormac McCarthy's like a, wizard at that kind of stuff absolutely does the same type of writing style where you don't entirely know who's talking is um in lord of the flies oh yeah yeah for sure because they all kind of they all talk over each other and it's just scattered lines everywhere exactly you have Mm -hmm. no idea who's saying what um kind of sort of talked about this earlier but how do you and i i i'm so awful at this but how do you manage your time when you write for me i struggle very um kind of badly with adhd so for mm-hmm. me trying to sit down and focus on one thing and one thing only is very very difficult mm-hmm. so i very much have to turn my phone off and put it on the other side of the room get mm-hmm. me a good cup of coffee and a pair of headphones and i have to like schedule my time mm-hmm. in order to be able to do that Mm-hmm. Like no one bug me, no one talk to me, no one come in this room. Leave me be. Oh That's goodness. the only way I get work done. <laughs> yeah, I um, oh, I relate to that to a T. It's um, yeah, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a nightmare trying to just you you want to take some time to do this. It's like oh, it's forty five minutes, and then you got to do all the prep work to focus yourself for those forty five minutes. Exactly. Yeah. I need a specific playlist that puts me in the mood for my book on because if I don't have music playing, my thoughts will race too much. And then full screen mode so I can see nothing but what I'm writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very um I'm very spur of the moment when it comes to writing poetry and stuff like that. It's um Poetry it... for me is very different. That's mm-hmm. very for me also spur of the moment. I have an idea I'm going to mm-hmm. write it right now. But for me, writing a novel, it's such a more complex thought process. Yeah. To like, space it's everything. like a completely different mindset, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I find poetry is a lot more emotional for me. It's what my heart's trying to say. Mm-hmm. It's 
the words that I want to tell somebody and it's that comes out pretty easily for me but creating an entire world from scratch is a lot oh my god yeah I I've had a few friends I've had a few friends trying to do that with like D&D campaigns oh man it's hard to keep track of all those like stray thoughts and you have to time together it's like how does that like coordinate to that or whatever um side question what kind of music do you like when you when you have Uh, a little sit down i have a playlist and it's titled the title of my first book Mm -hmm. of the series and it's very eerie kind of music like it has a very like rough nitty-gritty kind Mm -hmm. of tone it's a lot of classic pop songs that are mixed in like a Oh, like a minor key? Yes. Yeah. Would slow down and kind of like creepy. That's um, a good choice. Hundred percent. Like in war, running for my life type vibe. Super dark, but I understand the mindset for sure. Yes. Yeah, reading some of it, it's it's completely um, it's completely understandable. Exactly. You know, yeah. the entire world rests on your shoulders. I need some like screaming rock anthems going on. <laughs> I need some MCR. Exactly. Like, come on. Yeah. I need to be screaming right now. Because mm-hmm. you got to feel the emotions with them. So we got seven seven books in the series. Um, can you? What's a what's a what's a good little little tidbit? Like, what's a what's a nice um, little subsection plot thread that we can look forward to? Um, I think one of my favorites is there is a beautiful little. Uh, Plot twist, which we won't spoil. We won't spoil. Quite a few, quite a few. Not gonna lie, Um, but the seventh book Mm -hmm. is probably gonna be my favorite book. Mm -hmm. It is just a very different vibe than the rest of the series. I won't tell you why or anything like that because you'll have to wait and see. But it is very, very, very different than any of the rest. And Ira makes some. uh, interesting decisions i am horrified uh but i am excited as well like it's always good to see a um bit of a because you go through the hero's journey um it's when people do the weird flip the script of where there's a little bit of a how it usually goes in a circle but once you you know add a little jagged line somewhere that's when it gets really interesting yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It is. It's gonna be uh, close to my heart. That's for sure. All right. Um, running out of time. This is probably gonna be our last question. Um, can you give us any advice to any other writers out there just giving their start, just just who are aspiring and just want to dive into it? Uh, this is the most corny and overused advice, but I will firmly believe that it is the truest it is to write every single day i don't care what type of writing it is and some days i just journal that's all i do but it is that act of getting the words out that i think is really important doesn't matter if you don't work on your big manuscript every day you know you do that when you feel like you can but just write get it out and then you are continuously working and perfecting your craft and becoming a better writer in the process well, I am ecstatic. 
I'm super happy. I'm so glad to be working on this project with you, Emily. Um, I just want to thank you personally for being a fantastic friend. Oh, thank you, Yeah. Um, I'd like to thank Alicia Murphy uh, for writing all these questions because I'm a terrible when it comes to interview questions. But um, <laughs> And I'd like to just thank everybody else working on the project. Cole, uh, Cole Masick. Um, who is going to be one of our uh, voice actors. Yes. Uh, not thanking myself, but I am also going to be doing a little bit of voice acting as well. <laughs> Emily is going to do a majority of the narrating and voice acting, and Alicia will also be doing a little bit of voice acting. So we're all super for, uh, super looking forward to working on this project. And that's the majority of the interview. Any closing statements from yourself, Emily? I just want to thank you all for, first of all, listening to me talk about something that I'm so passionate about, but also helping me create this beautiful thing and something that I am so thankful that you guys are helping me with. And I just, I'm very excited. We are too. So to the rest of you, uh, Malaspina friends or uh, casual listeners or everybody else out there, Robin, my, my dear professor, all of our dear professors, thank you for allowing us to be in this program. Um, and everybody have a fantastic day. We will see you all in episode two. Yeah. <laughs>